Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi there, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching, and today we're gonna speak all about how to help your highly sensitive child take you seriously when you're trying to stop those meltdowns, those shutdowns where where your sensitive child or teen is just ready to close you out, how to break out of that cycle. So if this is relevant for you, definitely be sure that you stay tuned to our show. All right, so again, if you're parenting a sensitive child and stuck in the meltdown or shutdown cycle, or especially related to parenting teens who might be refusing, isolating in their rooms, wanna make sure that we're talking about the same thing here. Highly sensitive children stuck in the meltdown cycle can be struggling on a daily basis with with hitting, kicking, screaming, running away to their room, and you as a parent might feel exhausted, feel like you're pulling teeth just to get your child to open up, and even pulling their arm to help them um, metaphorically, hopefully, right? Uh, Metaphorically, and just trying to get them to stay in the same room so that you can help them, right? Especially if your child's go-to strategy to to manage big emotions is to just escape it, to run away. And this is true for parents of teens who are sensitive. When you see your teen just say, you know what, never mind, forget it, uh, close the the shades on their eyelids and, and, and put the, pull their phone out or, or head over to their room and, and snuggle under the, the covers and, and just tune out to Netflix or any other streaming device at this point, right? And, and so if you're struggling with you, trying to get in with your sensitive child or teen and help them l- stay with you when you're um, supporting them and managing their big emotions so that you can prevent the meltdowns, Uh, then we're going to break all of that down today and and focus on what really needs to be the the highest priority in these circumstances and how to help your sensitive child really truly feel not only like you can relate, but that you know what you're doing to help them break out of this, right? So parenting a sensitive kid, one of the things that we know for sure is that saying don't worry about it doesn't work right? Reassuring your child who's sensitive, your teen, even acknowledging that you've been there before with them or, or in a similar situation can really fall flat when you're trying to support your sensitive child. And so many parents will think that this is validating. You know, I've been there too. I've, you know, or I'd, I would have experienced uh, the same thing if I were, if I were, the, if I were you. But it leaves a lot to be desired when your sensitive child feels disconnected from their own pain and from your pain, whatever it is. I mean, this is literally like, you know, you guys ran out of turkey for lunch or it's time to go and, and they thought they had a few more minutes left in their show or, or Lego or 
Uh, you told your teen that you had to go pick up little brother and you, you couldn't swing by um, their friend's house to, to, uh, to drop your, to drop your, your teen off for, um, for, for a get together, right? It doesn't matter. It could be a seemingly small thing or a seemingly big thing for your child or for you when your child is stuck. But if they go from zero to 60, whether that be internally, right, and shutting down and just completely closing you out or externally with those big explosive behaviors, it can feel really difficult to, to wedge yourself in there with any words to support your, your child or teen, right? And so when we think about the, the first factor that you need to pay attention to is really paying attention to noticing what is available for your child or teen to hear you in those moments. How is your child listening and how is your child listening even ahead of time of those meltdowns, right? Because prevention starts way earlier than you might think. Uh, many parents who come to us who are struggling with walking on eggshells try to solve the problem just right in that moment when your child is teetering on the edge of, of melting down. They might uh, yell, they might start to clench their fists, they might stomp their feet, they might wheel their hand back to, to hit a sibling, whatever. But uh, that is really not um, not the first sign that your child is struggling. But one, one thing that's really important for you to notice as your child is developing and managing their big emotions is that when, you're, when your child is stuck in this meltdown cycle, it can feel quite difficult to get out of that um, uh, reactive cycle yourself. So this is the first thing that you need to be able to do. In supporting your child in breaking out of these uh, patterns, you need to be able to look at the bigger picture, see the patterns and notice where your child is struggling and what seems to set them off consistently. Now, in, in uh, the, the big, one of the big patterns that we typically point out is when parents try to tell their kids not to worry or to reassure that everything is going to be okay. I can tell you right now that no child feels heard or understood when parents say that. So this is going to be a pretty big trigger for, for your child and it, whether you hear it in the moment or uh, you notice it over time, reassuring your child that everything's fine or that, that, that this too shall pass isn't a skill. Your child is not going to be able to digest that advice as a skill. So the next thing that I think is really important here for you to, for you to be aware of as parents of sensitive kids is when you're supporting your child to take you seriously, this is related to using coping skills, right? Calming down, chilling out, staying in the room, not running away. You know, maybe your, your child is trying to do their homework. They're stabbing the paper three seconds later because they're, they, um, that, you know, they couldn't keep their hands steady or they got the math problem wrong or they had an idea for, um, for writing a story for their assignment, but it ended up being so long that their hand got tired. There's too many details in their big detail-oriented brain of theirs to put down on paper, whatever it is. Even, even in that experience, when you're trying to support your child in persisting through their challenge, working just on supporting your child in, in slowing down isn't going to help them in managing that, those big emotions. Your child needs to be able to feel capable of solving their problems, and that's a pretty difficult thing to do when they're just being told that they are capable, right? So now you're in a, a pattern where you're basically trying to convince your child of something that they don't believe, and that is going to keep you in a position of being wrong with your child in their perspective. So 
as a result, your child is going to uh, feel quite frustrated when they're trying to help you notice where their big emotions are stemming from and how big their emotions are in the first place. And so understanding the highly sensitive personality trait, understanding how your particular child or teen fits that trait is super, super crucial because just knowing um, that the trait exists doesn't mean that this is a, a one size fits all uh, support system that is that that works for sensitive kids every child is unique and it's also true that highly sensitive children all struggle with very similar themes in terms of traditional parenting and where parenting falls flat even automatic parenting that um, is more mainstream that's less punishment focused is still quite uh, challenging for for sensitive kids to be able to grow through and with their parents want to speak about this, right? Because if your automatic parenting style is to try to to use rewards or to try to use consequences, you might have heard from other uh, professionals or read multiple books that your child needs concrete and specific goals and they need concrete and specific consequences to go with it. But with that said, your child who's highly sensitive could be struggling quite consistently with this in in the sense that they can be quite disappointed if they don't reach those goals quickly, right? Highly sensitive kids with their big imaginations because they can have very big expectations. And without being able to manage the disappointment in a safe and, and creative way and solve their problems in a safe and creative way can be a recipe for disaster if they know the goal but they don't know how to reach it, right? So for you as a parent, when you're feeling really frustrated trying to use the, the common mainstream parenting strategies like timeout, reward chart, allowances, bribery, aka bribery, um, the, the, the important piece around this is noticing that, that this is obviously very frustrating for you and I just wanna call it out that parenting a sensitive child who fits the 20% of the population needs to be um, pretty specifically parented differently, right? Your child is not an 80% um, of the population. And so as a result, the, the parenting strategies, whether those be positive parenting strategies or traditional parenting strategies fall flat. And this is where one of the things that we hear from parents often uh, is, is quite frustrating because even though you want to be respectful of your child's needs, help them notice how to communicate their emotions in safe and healthy ways, what really is, is uh, quite, quite so challenging is, is supporting your child in learning from you that they can learn and that they can change their behavior, right? One of the things that we know for sure for, for highly sensitive kids is that if your child is struggling in, in feeling like they can, they can change how they uh, respond to the world and you tell them that, that this is definitely a fixable problem, there's gonna be a disconnect there, right? Especially if the way that you're teaching your child that this is a fixable problem is stemming from from strategies that apply to non-highly sensitive children. And so what we know for sure, whether you've been trying to use traditional parenting strategies, um, again, timeout, et cetera, and um, even if you felt like uh, spanking or corporal punishment was something that you um, wanted to try either out of desperation or just because you uh, were parented using corporal punishment, 
you've obviously started to notice that that type of parenting strategy or intervention is not effective, right? And what we know for sure is that all you want to be able to do is to connect in these experiences, right? You want your child to feel like you get them and that you can help them. And so there's no judgment here, no matter the automatic parenting strategy that you've been using. And it's also true that we're gonna tell you what if what you're doing isn't working, uh, that you should turn that around, right? Because we're, we're not here to, um, to, to beat around the bush uh, here at MTC, we know what works. And for sure, it is not timeouts or sticker charts or corporal punishment. Your child needs to learn from you that there is a different way to solve their problems and that requires being able to pace themselves in an effective way and for you to be able to see how long uh, that they can handle change in order to pace in, in order for you to pace them in in changing their behavior as well and so it's not just about feeling uh, respected or listened to when we when we are focusing on your child taking you seriously right it's about feeling like they know you get them and that you've got them. You know, you can hold them, you can give them big hugs um, emotionally, but also metaphorically and uh, being able to see how far it might take for your child to, to, uh, to manage their big emotions, be willing to withstand that, uh, especially more effectively if you have a system to turn it around that can be systematic, right? So it's not just about demonstrating that you're an authority on being able to manage emotional intensity, teach your child coping skills, emotion regulation. Because if it was just about that, then you'd be able to do that with a workbook with your kiddo, or you'd be able to do that uh, by practicing deep breathing or by practicing, um, you know, uh, uh, progressive muscle relaxation or some other coping skill that you might pick up on on um, on a, a blog or Instagram, whatever, any demonstration, what have you. The challenge in terms of knowing all of the coping skills in the world, though, is that it's that using this as a solution to support your child in, in managing their big emotions leaves you wondering how to help your child actually buy into the process of slowing their body and brain down. You know, highly sensitive kids, as we know, can be moving a mile a minute with their with their brains thinking about 600 different things and reasons and, and, and scenarios all at once, especially when dysregulated. And so if your mind and body is doing, the, doing that as well, when you're trying to, to, uh, to, to figure out what coping skill would be appropriate in this moment, then you're both operating at the same level of intensity in your own mind. And when, that, when that's relevant, um, when, when that's happening, your sensitive child notices that you're not calm, that you're not present in that moment. And that is the hardest part for parents of, of sensitive kids, whether you're highly sensitive or not, to break out of this pattern. When we see our coaching clients uh, change this, uh, this response, this is how, uh, how swiftly you can, this is how you can notice swift um, results because as your child is starting to feel certain in your capacity to solve the problem, they are also simultaneously feeding off of your uh, more effectively calm state right so how do you stay calm without just trying to white knuckle it through 
hold it together, right? Because that's obviously still a symptom of the meltdown cycle. It is a survival mode tactic to just keep your ish together, right? Uh, put on a brave face. And obviously, if you want to teach your child not to do that, not to become um, a, a people pleaser or somebody who is just pretending that everything's fine, then when your child is exhibiting those big emotions, then you need to be not doing that, right? Uh, that's, 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 uh, might feel obvious logically, but it's very, very hard to be, to do systematically without support, right? So, so in, in noticing what, what needs to happen, you need to have faith in your parenting strategy for, for change, but you also need to have faith in your ability to manage your own emotions and to do that effectively regardless of how, how your kid is freaking out or, or checking out in that experience, right? And so your child needs you to know for sure, to, do, to believe and, and believe with certainty that they want to listen to you. They want to feel better. Your child is, was not put on this earth to feel miserable, right? Nobody wants. Nobody is put on this earth to be miserable. Nobody was put on this earth to struggle and uh, on purpose, right? What we're doing here is noticing that while life might bring you challenges, that is not the meaning of life. Growth and um, uh, positive experiences and enjoyment and joy and love is the meaning of life and being able to to do that regardless of your your challenging circumstances that is how to live a, your best life worth living and so when we think about being able to support children in creating um, that skill set and and teens especially creating that skill set it's really important for you as a parent to have that skill set already or to to build that skill set right and so obviously it's a, it's important that you have a, a practice in place to support your child and to support yourself in regulating your own emotions so that you're not only practicing what you preach but you also know how good it feels to feel less stuck all day and to stop second guessing yourself and so when we coach our clients and we we show our clients the the how this is done and, and what's what's most effective in this pattern we see parents finally feel more capable and when you feel more capable as a parent then your child feels more faith in your ability to lead them right i mean that 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 uh, hopefully feels logical for you to to um to follow and so with that being said you don't need to have experienced the world as a highly sensitive person in order to relate to your child's struggle that they are, they, are, they are having a hard time regulating their own emotions at that point. All you need is the skill set to be able to regulate your own emotions. Now, again, that's one part of the puzzle. I'm not here to say that that's a magic wand, that you should go meditate and you'll be good to go, right? Um, there's plenty of, of blogs and, and uh, you know, parenting advice out there that just says it starts with you and show your kid love and give them big hugs and squeezes and eventually everything will be fine. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just like rattled that off and came out of breath because um, that was that was a lot. That was a mouthful of calm, cool, collected love. And it's also true that you still need to be able to break out of a pattern. Pattern breaking requires systematic support, requires accountability, and uh, it requires time, you know, time to be able to do that. And that's hard to do if you're stuck in your own patterns of behavior. 
So when we think about what, what, um, what's important in, in this is really understanding what your expectations are for your child and what your expectations are for your own time. Now, when we think about where parents are stuck for the most part in, in breaking out of this pattern, it's not in um, a lack of a vision for, uh, for your child, right? You, you started when you started your family and even before you started your family, when you were envisioning having or growing your family, that you, you wanted to be able to experience the benefits and pleasures of life um, in all avenues, right? Leading your child to school or leading your child through, um, through, through events at the park, playing with them, uh, taking them to soccer practice if that's if you're a sports family, or helping your child learn to draw and, and just making a mess with paint and, and being a-okay with making mistakes and you know envisioning watching your child walk and stumble and pick themselves back up again and then all of a sudden a couple years later hike um, up big mountains right and or hills whatever's around you right and and so all of those goals and dreams are absolutely attainable for your you and your child now even if your child right now is stuck in not even being able to get out the door or pick up the paintbrush after they made a, a mistake while swiping um, the, with the, the brush up with the, with the color that they changed their mind about, right? And, and this is really important because when your vision includes specifics, right? And, and being able to observe how your child quote unquote, should be developing. Now we know highly sensitive kids are not immune to developmental standards. So what do I mean by that? It is developmentally inappropriate uh, for highly sensitive children and non-highly sensitive children alike to have meltdowns on a daily basis or multiple times a day, even multiple times a week, depending on the child's um, age, but really quite past four uh, highly sensitive children who are struggling significantly are having daily meltdowns. And uh, for you as a parent, uh, this can feel very frustrating when you watch your um, peers, you know, your, your friends and their kids um, notice that this, um, and when you notice that their kids are not struggling with, with as much, or perhaps you have a, another child who's not highly sensitive and uh, you're able to see the stark contrast. With that being said, it is important for you to know that highly sensitive kids do not need to be having daily meltdowns. That is a pretty clear sign that they feel out of control and uh, that's scary for your sensitive child which has a, a pretty significant loop uh, that, that keeps that frustration and that aggravation brewing in themselves or the fear or the worry brewing in themselves. And so for you to be able to break out of that pattern you need to be able to support them in accepting themselves, but also in, in being able to receive feedback in, in a way that helps your child know that you love them, you care for them, and you know that they are able to do, um, to do something differently with, with a plan. And that has to be playful, right? We see parents day in and day out trying to talk to their children about trying to, to turn this around and highly sensitive kids and kids alike learn best through play. And so when we think about being able to do this for you as a parent, you need to be able to, to do that strategically, right? Because um, highly sensitive kids learn best through their parents 
Now, you might be following general parenting advice that children who experience big explosive emotions could benefit from support from a professional. And it's important to understand that the professional needs to understand the highly sensitive trait. Um, and, and what's important for you to observe is that your child having direct conversations with a professional is not going to make as fast progress as if you were the one who was impacting them, right? That hopefully uh, you've heard me speak about this before. This isn't the first time you've heard this. If it is, I'll break down a little bit, but highly sensitive children are more receptive to any change, including positive change, when that change comes from their parents and when their relationship with their parents is positive, supportive, understanding, and validating. And so without that core, your child can really significantly struggle regardless of whatever strategy you're trying to teach them to manage their big emotions. Now, again, I've said this uh, a few times today and I'm gonna say it again, because without the right strategy, it can feel like for you that you're doing it wrong, right? And, and, and I really want you to hear from me, we say this uh, multiple times, that while the strategy is ineffective, it doesn't mean that you're a crappy parent, okay? Um, that's really, really important that for you as a, as a parent to notice that you can easily shift your parenting strategy and that is what makes it simple. Now, when I say easy, I mean uh, it, takes, it, it, it takes following a system that is going to actually work, right? Breaking the cycle is not just about ending the meltdowns, it's about helping your child feel understood, helping your child notice that they can handle challenges so that they, it's not just you kind of um, walking around with them, trying to buffer all of their experiences but it's your child being able to feel capable of creatively solving their problems, being able to look at you and say, I'm upset, I don't know what to do, how can I handle this? And then actually taking the advice that you gave them, right? And then on the flip side, being able to advocate for themselves in the classroom or in any other circumstance with, um, with, with other adults because highly sensitive kids who feel secure in themselves feel a-okay advocating for their needs because again, highly sensitive kids really value justice. They really value um, things working fairly. And so it's easy for them when they have a, a skill set designed uh, through their parenting relationship to ask for what they need when they, when they notice that it is uh, just what, how life is supposed to be. And so if your child is skeptical, if you're skeptical that this is possible, then now is the time to act because without that pattern of having the history that life can be different and that your child can creatively solve their problems consistently, uh, your belief that, that this will eventually change and uh, can, can hold you both back in being able to, to shift out of this, this pattern. And so when we think about supporting parents and getting out of survival mode and not just into stability, but also feeling successful and uh, taking these actions into uh, having a significant impact in their community and in their, in their lives, uh, like we do for, for our clients, what's important to understand for, for you as a parent is noticing that the biggest shift comes first 
from you, but also sustainably stays within you as a parent. So you need to be able to feel empowered consistently as a parent in parenting your sensitive child. And if you felt uh, resentful or frustrated or worried or aggravated or just constantly, again, as I mentioned, skeptical that anything will work, then now is the time to take action because that change is not going to shift unless you seek support from someone who is capable of turning this around and has been able to turn it around for hundreds of families who, who are just like you or and, and those who are not just like you because your child might have particular behavior patterns right now that can change in you know, 20, 30, 90 days. And, and you've noticed this too, right? The underlying cause is that your child is, is struggling significantly. Their big emotions are, are out of control, but their behaviors might've been different uh, 60 days ago. And it's really important that you observe whether or not your child's actually making progress or if you're just playing whack-a-mole. And so if you're stuck feeling uh, like you can't get out of this pattern and you don't know how to show your child love and have them buy into that in the sense that they know you're here with their best interests in mind and that you can help them consistently so that your child comes to you when they're upset, they trust your advice and they implement it, then I encourage you to book a call. Have a conversation with a member of our team. On that conversation, we will break down where you're stuck. We will understand more about what goals you have for your particular family. And if we can help you, then we'll tell you exactly how that works on the same conversation. As a result, you'll know exactly what to do to break out of that pattern right away. There's no no time like the present to 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 turn this around, right? Because as we know, the year is ending and it will be important for you to feel capable moving into the new year. Nobody wants to start the new year uh, feeling like the next year is gonna be the same old, same old, right? So no, no, no time like the present to turn this around and to be able to, to support your child and finally feeling like they know how to handle their own problems. That level of confidence and capability requires your child to have an inner level of certainty that doesn't stem from their parents just telling them that eventually it'll be okay. And so if we are the fit, like we said, if, if we know what we do that works for the families that, that uh, we work with um, is going to work for your family, then we'll tell you all about how that works. But if we feel like there's something that's more efficient, something more effective, or, or even um, you happen to find us and, and we know uh, there's a different cause uh, that's related to your child's meltdowns than the fact that they're sensitive, um, then we will let you know. We'll let you know, but we'll also steer you in that direction. We'll teach you exactly what to look for in a skilled professional or um, what resources to dive into so that you have that conversation, which is free, and, uh, and you have the opportunity to know exactly what your next steps are. All right, so again, we are happy to have that conversation. Go ahead over to Megan Thompson Coaching com backslash talk for parents of eighth graders and under or for parents of teens meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash teen talk and uh, we're happy to speak to you soon bye now have a good day thank you for joining me on this episode of how to parent your highly sensitive child like a ninja we release a brand new episode every week so be sure to click subscribe if you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. 
head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.